It is the Heat Seeking Podcast with Greg Miller and Jackson Smith. We got a really cool, really fun episode uh, coming to you today. We've got um, four or five members of the Adrenaline Seek Pro Staff. Not everybody telling Pro Staff is on this uh, podcast today, but we got a lot of them. Um, so, yeah, we're going to kind of just, uh, you know, kind of do what we always do, talk deer hunting, have a good time. Um you know, we're going to talk about kind of what we've seen so far uh, as far as deer movement goes, um, kind of what our individual goals are for the year, um, kind of who we are, if some of y'all don't know, and kind of how we got started hunting. Um, so, yeah, uh, you've heard uh, me, Braden, and then Austin a little bit on this podcast, but we got, uh, I believe, three others. You haven't, so we're excited for them to join us for their first time. So um, I'll kind of I'll kind of start out and let's kind of go down the line. How's that sound, guys? That'll work. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, my name is Jackson Smith. Um, I've been hunting, you know, as far as I can remember. My dad and my stepdad had you know a big role in getting me started hunting, and uh, you know I, I've kind of never looked back since then. Um, you know, my dad, grandpa. Um, stepdad, all of them got me started, and kind of here we are today. Um, so yeah, that that kind of sums sums up me. Uh, we'll kind of go on to the next guy, Braden. Yeah, pretty much the same same here. Uh, started with my dad, you know, rifle hunting, rifle hunting for a little while, and then um, about fifteen, me, Jackson, um, my dad, and Rusty all got together and and started the public land tour and bow hunting on public land and it's kind of took off from there yeah for sure so uh kind of who who's next who, who speaks up y'all just talk in tell me boys all right i'll go uh i'm jackson Carter. you know same thing grew up hunting with my dad my first ever hunt i shot a little spike on youth weekend with my rifle and then the last couple of years been hunting public with Braden smith you know uh hopping on this bow hunting I was on it before, but not like I had these last few years. Put the rifle down, really committed to it last year. So I'm excited for this season and to hopefully put one down this year. Yep, for sure. All right. Who's next? Anybody? Y'all wait. All right. They're being bashful on us now, boys. I, I was waiting for somebody to go. I didn't know if somebody's going to jump in. All right, uh, go ahead. Anyways, my name's Peyton Booth. Um, I kind of grew up not really hunting deer when I was really, really young. I started hunting dove and quail with my dad when I was young. I didn't really get into hunting bigger game until I met my buddy Austin. <laughs> then we started tearing up the countryside, hunting private, public, anything we could really get our hands on, trying to put one on the ground. And mostly did rifle hunting, but here lately I've been leaning to- more towards archery. So I'm going to try to work the magic and see if we can get one down this year. There you go. All right, Austin? My name's uh, Austin. Y'all have met me before, but I I started hunting with my grandpa and my dad from my whole far back as I can remember. And I think I was probably about 15 or so when I started bow hunting. Got my first buck, took bow. That man about fell out of the tree stand, you know. <laughs> my dad hung it. It is hung real good, but 
come to find out the wind started blowing and about blew a slide over there. So that's how, that's how I got started into hunting. My grandpa, man, I started going with my dad a little bit. and Then I took off on my own. And like I said, I started taking Peyton a little bit. And we got together. Been hooked ever since. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that leaves Logan. Yeah, uh, just like y'all, I've been hunting since about the day I have a grasshopper. Most of my grandparents, you know, they're pretty big hunters. My dad is too, but not as much as my grandpa. But, uh, you know, like Dak said, I kind of put the rifle down the last couple of years. Shot my first doe two years ago and been hooked ever since with the bow. I haven't really wanted to shoot my rifle, but, yeah, I've really been getting into it. Wanting to... Unless it's at an all-dad, huh? <laughs> yeah, I had to bring out the rifle for the all-dad and... I didn't end up too well. I think I'd been better off with the <laughs> Yeah, you most definitely would have. Oh, 100. Man. 40 yards. Shit. Yeah. All right. Well, so uh, that's kind of the introduction of, of all us guys. Um, like I said, you know, you've probably seen or know or, uh, you know, seen us on TikTok or YouTube or whatever, you know, or heard of us or, or whatever. But that's kind of uh, another introduction of us. So, kind of to uh, kick this thing off and really just start talking deer hunting, um, we're going to kind of do, um, you know, you hear it during November, you kind of hear a rut report and from kind of all your guys, and that's kind of what they're seeing, you know, what's going on. Well, obviously, it's not November here yet. Um, it's like October 18th here in Oklahoma, and so we're going to kind of just go and talk about um, what we've seen as far as deer movement kind of what we've been targeting um whether that's private land or, or public land or or whatever and just kind of you know start talking about being in the woods a little bit so um kind of you know I'll, i guess i'll kick it off for us uh kind of start out you know um i've done a little bit of hunting with uh me and brady hunting together me and austin um haven't got to hunt with peyton or logan or dax uh really that much yet but um you know kind of start the year out uh me and me and bray were chasing some deer on private uh you know we, we kind of went back and forth with them never had an account anything like that um and kind of as you know the season progressed around the october 10th mark we started to kind of dive into some of our public that we like to hunt um you know i think kind of i think i can speak for all of us but we, you know, we've seen good deer movement, and we've seen a lot of does. Uh, the bucks have just been kind of really hit or miss. I mean, what do y'all say, guys? Yeah, they've been few and far between. Yeah. Well, I think the bucks are still in their bachelor groups. Yeah, yeah. I think there's um, yeah, about about a week or two left of that, and I think that'll that'll get out of here. Yeah. So I think they'll get on hot and cold and stuff too. Has them messed up where they ain't wanting to move, and then it gets cold one week, and then they're trying to start to move again, and then it gets back up in the 80s here in Oklahoma. So yeah, that's just part of being in Oklahoma, honestly. That's no joke. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's a really good point, and that's something we've talked about a lot this year. Is you know we we've seen the we've seen those, we've seen some smaller bucks, but these these big deer that you know, that we're chasing on private that we, you know, we can really try to pattern and in different stuff. We just see the real inconsistency and movement within deer. And, you know, what Austin, I mean, Austin nailed it on the head right there. I think 
with these uh, with these fronts blowing in um, and coming, you know, fronts coming and fronts going. It's you know, it's got the pressure going up and down. It's got the temperature going up and down. And I, I really think it just kind of caused an inconsistency in deer movement, um, especially big deer. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's made it tough. Um, I know. Uh, not really any of us yet, but I know a lot of people have killed some big deer off of these, you know, early October cold fronts this year, um, you know, but that just hadn't been the case for us, you know, just, you know, kind of a bit of bad luck, but um, yeah. that's kind of what, you know, I've, I've witnessed so far and seen, so kind of I'll let the other guys chime in, um, and let's just kind of talk, you know, what what's going on right now. Pretty much same, same here. Um, like I said, me and Jackson been hunting mainly together all year so kind of same movement you know yeah uh, so austin kind of sorry uh didn't mean to cut nobody off but all you kind of kind of talk about uh so you've been you've been hunting a deer or a couple of deer so kind of you know what if you can i believe you and peyton have both hunted so kind of what are y'all are y'all kind of having that same pattern or same trend yeah i mean i'm I've been chasing this one deer for two years now. I mean, kind of like you were with that one split last year. I ended up getting a one encounter with him last year. <laughs> and, uh, ended up shooting him in the shoulder, right in the shoulder. Austin, like, likes to, Austin likes to shoot him in the shoulder pretty often. But uh, <laughs> Jackson was there with me. Peyton was there with me when we went to go track him. I think we, we tracked till about 3 o'clock that morning. And it's like, well, heck, maybe we'll we'll get the drone out in, in the morning and see if we can't find him bedded down or something. About the end of the season, he came in last year and got another picture of him. So I knew he made it. He's still alive and brought my host back up because I was sick, sicker than a dog. Still get over it. Hey, I know all about shooting him in the shoulder. Just kicking myself in the butt, really. And uh, I started rolling cameras this year and. Seen him once in Velvet, and he got he stayed the same about like, but just grew grew a bunch of mass on him, and he was kind of gone for about two or three months, and he came back right in, right before October, and came back with another big deer, and those were two I'm trying to target, and it was Friday the. 13th, I believe, uh, got, got an encounter with three, three nice deer, three nice bucks, and uh, I think they, I sent all y'all a picture of them and told them I had an encounter with them, and I think all y'all wanted to kick me in the butt for it for not shooting one, but yeah, I mean, yeah, they were deer, and I was just trying to, trying to hold out and see if I can't get an encounter with those two biggins, and try to put those two on the ground yeah for sure yeah i mean so kind of same thing with austin as you know with me and brain just kind of going back and forth with these deer uh dax i mean you've kind of same situation kind of tell your your story you know what you've been yeah. doing yeah you know right for the season we lost our lease they sold it out from under us didn't really tell us so i was scrambling two weeks before opening day you know and i'm calling around and i get on some i get on 150 acres back home and I uh, worked at a tree farm last year up here in the city, and so I called the owner there because I knew he didn't like the deer rubbing up on his Christmas trees. That's tons of money he's losing. And 
Yeah, I could shoot them. And I said, all right. So Miller and I went out there and scouted it, you know, threw a couple cameras. So first night, you know, we have some decent deer show up, nothing crazy. And then I go, I go back out there, put some more work in. And had a, this one deer, it's a little feisty deer. He's nothing crazy. I mean, he's probably only 120, 125 inches. But me and this deer, we have some beef going on. <laughs> He, uh, my first encounter, my second sit, him and his running buddy come in. His running buddy's probably bigger, you know, but this deer, like I said, he's five seed. He comes in 20 yards on a script like they do for Miller. And I was like, here we go. You know, I'm about to knock this sucker out. And he starts chasing his running buddy off. They start fighting this about a 10 minute ordeal. My first encounter is down the drain. You know, he's gone. Never gave me another opportunity. I wasn't going to force a shot right there. I mean, it's October. I think it's like the third or fourth. I mean, it's early. Yeah, it was real early. Uh, last week, I wasn't really liking where I was. They would have to cross a lot of traffic. They didn't want them to get hit by a car coming to me. So <laughs> I tried to cut them off. I'm hunting the trail they're coming in on. And I'll be dang him, his buddy, and one other one show up. You know, and he comes in, turns around, walks away. It's right before dark. There's like 10 minutes left to shoot. It's hard to see. I range a tree at 40. He comes in. He definitely wasn't standing at 40. (laughs) (laughs) Right over his back. And I haven't seen him since. He was there that night. I get a picture about 15 minutes later, and he's bunching my corn. So he didn't mind. But that's the last time I've seen him. That's my two best encounters this year but deer movement for me was really good early in these last, like this last week has been rough. I've seen two deer and three sits. So Man. that's kind of yeah. something that my season right there so far. Yeah. So kind of, you know, uh, Logan and Peyton, um, you know, with jobs and school and everything, I know y'all haven't got to hunt a ton, but kind of, you know, what have y'all seen cameras, uh, kind of just been kind of, you know, what are, what are y'all going through? You know, honestly, it, it ain't looking real good for me. I got my private land that I've been hunting, and I got camera on both ends of the property where I got stands. And all I got is about two DC shooters, and if y'all don't know what that means out there, uh, that's a Daxon Carter shooter. <laughs> um, my standards are a little higher this year now. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I got about 30 different does out there. So with y'all, we're going to do some doe management out here. Hopefully we can get about seven up. Honestly, we need to get rid of them. Um, that's about it. You know, I got two, uh, two of them damn spy points uh, out there and only get a thousand pictures a month. And I went through every one of them on them damn does. Frustrating, <laughs> 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 but, uh, and like you said, I haven't been hunting a whole lot just because I got work and got a lot of things going, you know. But, yeah. That's about all I got. Hey, at least them does will attract a few bucks, hopefully, in about two or three yeah, weeks. Keep them- Keep them around two, three weeks. You may have so many bucks running around, you don't know what to do. They may gang up on them, on them bucks, dude. I don't, I don't know what, what to see, but I mean. Yeah. Well, Peyton, kind of what's, what's your report? Well, uh, being up here in Stillwater, the professors haven't really wanted to lay off. <laughs> I feel that. But what little bit I did get done, I, I filmed for Austin got to watch a bunch of does come in we really didn't get the teeny bucks come in because it's still early it was like first week of opening season those bucks are still not wanting to daylight quite yet so all we saw were does we passed on them being so early 
And uh, as far as pictures go, I have some cameras out on public land up here. Where some public land held some big ones last year, but my camera kind of uh, fell off the tree. I didn't get it strapped up real good, and I had to take the two mile walk back up in there to put it back. So yeah. Uh, this weekend, I plan to get in the woods and try out this new saddle and try not to fall out of the tree. See there you go. Good deal. Yeah, so that's kind of, you know, um, our report. I wouldn't call it rut report because it's not really necessarily the rut yet. But that's kind of, a, I guess you would say, our early season report um, from kind of each one of the guys and kind of what we've seen for deer movement, um, kind of, you know, what deer we're hunting, you know, whatever. Uh, so far so um kind of a question and really not for each and every person but i just kind of want everybody kind of to chime in on it um kind of as a group so obviously early season we're you know kind of as we we really like to target um you know like a food source kind of a bed to food pattern whether that's private land and having a feeder or a corn pile out to public land, finding, you know, an oak that's dropping a lot, um, uh, you know, kind of, you know, that bed to food patterns. So as we are approaching the rut, um, you know, it's October 18th, you should see, you know, we should start seeing some scrapes pop up. We may, you know, you may get that early doe and estrus in, a, say, about a week. So kind of what are, are y'all strategies going to shift any kind of going from that bed to food to maybe – hunting some scrapes, hunting some, uh, you know, funnel points, transition areas. So kind of like just a group discussion, like what's, what's, what are we, what are we looking for and kind of how are we going to shift what we're doing? Definitely think that, you know, see a scrape probably on it, especially, especially, you know, if it's in a good area that you already, you know, previously hunted or something, you know, a lot of it we've hunted before. So I think if we see one, we, we usually know if there's bucks in the area or if it's in a good area, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, like, Dax and, and kind of Austin, those deer that y'all are hunting on private, are, are you kind of, are you going to shift stand placement any? Are you going to kind of let the does do the work that, you know, that are already coming to the corns? Kind of what's y'all's, what's y'all's plan? My plan is, well, I sent Bray, our, uh, Bray in a video earlier. Uh, there's already a scrape in uh, that one spot I'm hunting, but I'm a little worried. <laughs> crossing the road during the rut may not be the best thing in the world so i don't know exactly what my plan is yet probably hunt the same area there's probably 10 12 rubs in there right now. yeah it's all it's all tore up yeah those trees are destroyed which landowners not happy when i saw that i was pretty dang happy so <laughs> but yeah. uh, they're in there they're in there all the time right now i mean that damn not the biggest but he's definitely one of the more dominant deer in there he's likes to show he's boss so yeah i don't know yeah. I, I gotta figure that out so that's kind of my plan of attack right now yeah there you go i'm uh, i'm kind of a bass i really haven't came up with a good game plan i've been thinking and thinking and everything and figured out tonight that the neighbor has a feeder over there and I'm going to try to possibly change up my stand because them, them bucks ain't worried about food really in rut, so they're just worried about chasing. So I'm hoping maybe the does will help me help me do the work 
Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. Make something happen out of it. I've been having a lot of lot of bucks recently start daylighting. So I figured and I had a I had a uh doe fee over there beside a tree and it wasn't twenty seconds later this buck comes out and goes straight to that spot and starts smelling it and yeah. Starts kind of on her around, so I yeah. So they, they, they definitely get it on their Yeah, especially yeah, with these past cold fronts. That's what that's what I've told Jackson and stuff. I, I think it may start a little earlier this year, maybe not, with this weather going back to hot again. So we'll see what what happens. Yep, good deal. Uh, so, Co- so Peyton, uh, kind of question I want to ask you, um, you know, last year hunting, uh, kind of some of the public you did, um, you do had kind of from what we talked about, you had some really good luck, luck over some scrapes, uh, this time of the year during the rut. Are you kind of focusing on that again or, um, you shifting a little bit different this year? Kind of what's, what's your, what's your thinking there? So last year around this time, I kind of didn't get out there until around this time to scout and figure out where they were really at this early season. Yeah. I, by the time I kind of did figure out what they were doing around this time, it was already too late. They were shifting to different pattern. Yeah. Um, I think this year, this season, this weekend, I'm probably going to get out there and try to attack those spots that I found late, later in the season that I know we're probably holding gear right now. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, definitely. Really good point. So, about... A mile up in that public land, mile mile and a half from where I, uh, two miles up in there is where late season I really found a lot of good deer. But about a mile in there, there's a giant white oak acorn tree that drops an absurd amount of acorns, and you can just tell that deer stomp around there all day. And it's soft dirt, and it's just a good spot because it overlooks a deep valley, and I think that's the spot that's going to be the go-to kind of in this early season. Yeah, that'll be good. Like, looks that, kind of look. It looks that big uh, valley in that wheat field, don't it? It's kind of, you remember that that first uh, time I took you out there and we overlooked that kind of bottom up there on that ridge with that acorn tree? I poked my eye out and had to go to the ER. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably because you were on that mud that stuff. Uh-huh. That probably because y'all were climbing those mountains like those billy goats. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think that was it. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. pulling a branch down and stabbing the eye with it. Hey, if that's what you got, <laughs> then that's what you got. But I yeah. really think that'll be a good spot this early season. Because it, yeah. it does, you can tell it holds deer. And I had good pictures of deer around that time last year. Yeah, like you said, though, that white oak dropping a lot of acorns and stuff. I mean, you're, you know, we, we've ran into it on public a lot. You know, there's going to be scrapes around there because so many deer congregate to yeah. that one spot. So they will actually lay down scrapes there. Yes. Not, not 20 yards from that spot, there was a scrape, and then you walk 20 more yards, there's a rub. So yeah. there were bucks traveling down through there pretty regularly. Yeah. Okay, so kind of uh, – Shifting to Logan. So Logan has um, an interesting piece of private he gets to hunt that's in our uh, eastern part of our state. So Logan kind of, because that's, you know, we haven't hunted, or I know personally I haven't deer hunted 
that part of the state. So kind of what do you do over there in the big hardwoods, uh, you know, kind of during the rut uh, and kind of transitioning, you know, to the rut? Uh, you know, out there, there's a lot of nothing. Yeah. A lot of yeah. And that being said, there's probably some deer out there that's never seen people. Yeah. It's so hard to pattern and I'm working on, you know, this year, I'm going to stay away from my private land that I live on and just kind of, you know, maybe do some snow management, like I said. And then the thing about uh, the lease and it's is it's three and a half hours away when I'm working and stuff and I'm so busy it's hard to get out there as much as I'd like you know sure. I'm trying to get out there as much as possible uh, last time I went out there found some really good signs several scrapes and actually we found a pretty good shed really so I gotta stand out there and hopefully this weekend I'm gonna try out there but like or, the time get a lot yeah yeah, for sure. Um, so, kind of, I got a kind of cool little, um, I guess you would call segment right here. Um, so, as we're transitioning to the rut, um, pre-rut and, and closer to the rut coming, you know, here in November in a few weeks. So, we're going to do kind of a little, just a little uh, quick segment. So, what we're going to do, you're going to have, uh, if you can give one piece of advice for hunting the rut in Oklahoma, or really anywhere, but really Oklahoma, if you can give one piece of advice, what would it be? Just, I mean, it could be quick. It could be one word answer. It could be a one sentence, two, three, four, five sentence answer. You know, just kind of a quick fire deal. Um, so kind of let's just start with that. I'll give you all some time to think about your answers. Um, I'll kind of, uh, I'll kind of start it off, kind of be thinking one piece of advice for hunting a rut in Oklahoma. Let's go. All right. Starting out. My number one piece of advice for hunting a rut in Oklahoma, um, it's kind of a two-part answer. One, I think it's got to be time. You just got to put the time in. The time and find the does. If you find the does then you, and you put the time in, something's lo- something good is liable to happen. Definitely. I mean, Definitely. 100%. That's that's my that's my one you know one slash two part piece of advice for hunting rut in Oklahoma would be to find the does and put the time in and you know you're setting yourself up for success. So kind of we'll move on to the next person, Braden. What would be your number one piece of advice? All right, guys. Well, thank you all for tuning in to episode one. As you can tell, it was a great episode with lots of information. Uh, be sure to be looking and uh, look on the lookout for episode two as we're going to be dropping that a little bit later. We start out with um, what is each uh, one of our favorite pieces of advice for hunting the rut. We're each going to go through there and give uh, our best piece of advice for hunting the rut in Oklahoma. So you're not going to want to miss that, along with uh, a few other other topics coming uh, in Episode 2. So uh, be sure to be on the lookout for that, and we'll see you in Episode 2.